Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! And welcome to another fantastic episode of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast for the week of October 23rd, 2014. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and coming up on today's show, we have jack-of-all-trades film guy, Mr. Bob Constance, and I'll get to why I called him jack-of-all-trades here in just a second. But uh, first of all, if you're listening to this the day the podcast comes out, which is October 23rd, You'll notice that it's now on Thursdays. From now on, the Derek Diamond Experience will now come out on Thursdays and not Mondays. So, forgive the uh, little bit of a delay between uh, between episodes, but I think Thursday is uh, is a good day for this podcast to come out. I've noticed that most podcasts I listen to come out uh, Tuesday through Thursday, and really the only ones that come out on Monday and Friday are the, uh, the ones that come out five days a week, like Mike and Mike, or the ESPN Fantasy Focus podcast, so I just thought that Thursdays would be a, a good day, and I thought now was a good time to do it, so, but really the only bit of news that, uh, I have to discuss is actually something that broke late last night, And the Avengers trailer, uh, Avengers 2 Age of Ultron, the trailer leaked online yesterday. And uh, Marvel's comment was actually pretty hilarious. They uh, released a statement on their Twitter feed, and it simply said, Damn it, Hydra. And for those of you that know uh, Marvel terms, you know what that means. Or if you've seen Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So I thought that was pretty funny. And then Marvel decided to go ahead and release the trailer. Originally, they were going to on Tuesday after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but with the trailer coming out and being leaked, they played the smart route and went ahead and put it online. But the trailer's very, very good. I highly recommend watching it. I Already, it looks to me much better than Avengers 1, which I, I didn't hate Avengers 1, don't get me wrong. It was a little light in the story department, but I think now that these characters have been established as a team and they have a legit threat and a legit reason to come back together, I I think it's going to be really, really good. And Ultron looks fantastic. And I'm going to go ahead and predict on the show that Ultron will take over Loki's spot as the favorite Marvel villain. And having the voice of James Spader does not hurt at all either. But that's really about it. Not a whole lot of things uh, going on. As you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on Thursday, I will be beginning a three-day shoot with Blab TV. They're having a talent audition at the Sanger Theater in Pensacola. And uh, if you want to be on TV, if you want to potentially be an on-air personality for Blab TV, you can uh, come by and audition. So it it should be interesting. I got to work a glide cam for the first time the other day, and that's what I'm going to be using throughout the entire weekend. So it'll uh, it'll be fun for sure. And one last thing before we move on to our guest this week, uh, I would once again like to thank the Unicorn Wranglers for allowing me to use their song Twin Peaks 
from their upcoming album Murder Mystery Night as the official theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. And they actually have a show tomorrow night, October 24th, at the Grunge Bar on Navy Boulevard here in Pensacola. So if you're in town, definitely check it out. They're a very fun band. And check out their Facebook and Twitter pages, too. You can find them on Twitter at Wranglers. And they've been posting some pretty funny videos on uh, their travels to get back to Pensacola. I'll just say some of their stops include Las Vegas and Bismarck, North Dakota. So check them out. They're, they're pretty funny. And their music is awesome, too. But our guest this week, this is another guest that I met through the meet and greet back in January. And is someone who has worked with, uh, with Carrie Hunter who organized those groups and has also been on this show. Uh, his name is Bob Constance, and I mentioned earlier that he's a jack-of-all-trades film guy, that meaning he can be on set and jump into pretty much any position that he's needed uh, on a shoot. He can be a grip, uh, run camera, act. He can, he can do it all, which is really, really cool. But uh, it was fun getting to know Bob a little bit better, uh, we talked about uh, him growing up in a military family and moving all across the country. He's lived in uh, Arizona, Hawaii, which I'm very jealous of, uh, California, to name just a few places. Uh, we talked about movies in general, uh, some that he grew up watching and a few more recent ones that we've both really liked, and of course some film projects that he's worked on as well. So it, it was a lot of fun, like I said, getting to know Bob a little bit better. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. So sit back and enjoy this wonderful conversation I had with Mr. Bob Constance. And we're back on the Derek Diamond Experience with my special guest this week, film guy extraordinaire, Mr. Bob Constance. Bob, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. How you doing? Very well. Excited Very well. to be here. Love the podcast. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we were actually just talking that you, you actually listen to the show, which I find kind of flattering, so <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, I remember I met you back at the uh, meet and greet that Carrie did right. in uh, January, which is kind of interesting because I'd say probably a fourth of the guests I've had, I've either met at or through that meet and greet right which They're, is pretty crazy carrie does a great job at putting those together she's actually trying to get someone to take it over so when she leaves town you know um in the future it mm-hmm. keeps going she wants she really wants that so she's trying to get uh pensacola little theater right now people involved with that maybe having it there every year now so yeah that that would actually be really good but i, I think it's great for because the film community they need something like that so right. you can meet others that have similar interests and you know, I learned about so many projects that day. I, I agree with that completely. Like when I was, uh, for the longest time, I was a loner. You know, I just made my own things by myself. Right. I didn't have a whole lot of friends, so I would just set up my tripod and either shoot myself or, you know, not, you know videotape myself or I would uh, um, like do stop, animo- stop animations, things like that. Um, so how, how, did you, how did you meet Carrie? I met Carrie through the uh, film group, actually. Oh, the Facebook page? Right. Oh, yeah. sweet. Which she's actually like the founder of that, too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw one of the sketches that she did. I'm like, I'd, I'd like to get involved with uh, some comedy sketches. So we met up and worked on our first one a week later. And it was just, 
uh, or not a week later, we had one planned for a Halloween shoot last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was, a the first thing that we worked on, we were supposed to, uh, we had something completely different planned, uh, a script written, um, where we had kids running around in costumes outside and it just was a rainy day and we had to cancel everybody just in, but we still wanted to film something. So we just last minute decided to make this, you know, come up with something in the, mm -hmm. on the spot and shoot it. And we came up with the creeps, the clown, which is on YouTube now. Yeah. I saw the link to that. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but I, I saw the link, uh, pretty recently. So, and for a day shoot, I think it turned out pretty well with, you know, not having any of that in mind when we started. So Sometimes those actually turn out to be some of the better stuff you do. Right. I, those are some of my favorite things to do. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that there are some things you can put forth all this planning and just doing all these things in advance. And, well, yeah, it turned out okay. And then something that you just kind of throw together, you're like, wow, that turned out to be awesome. Right. It, it's strange how that works. Right. But um, are you originally from uh, Pensacola? I am not. I, um, and I like that you phrase it like that because people ask me like where I'm from, and I hate the question just because I'm from a military family. So every three three years we moved. You know? Right. So it's like where am I from? I don't know. I, I so like so where were you born? I was born in South Carolina, but we lived there for three months, so I don't remember that right. at all. You know. Um, the my earliest memory of a place would be Arizona, where my sister was born, um, and then after that was North Carolina, Hawaii, back to North Carolina. Oh, you lived in Hawaii? Yeah, sweet. Yeah, uh, third and fourth grade, I was out there. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember much from it? Um, I do. I remember it. Uh, it was it was a very beautiful place. <laughs> um, but I also remember there was a lot of um, racism toward white people. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's quite a bit of that. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I've I've heard uh, because someone that I went to high school with actually lives in Hawaii now. Because ironically, her husband's in the military, and she says that the pictures don't do it justice. Right. So it's. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll get to make it out there. Yeah, the waters are amazing. You know, just the just how vibrant the like the blue is mm -hmm. like the, the teal almost That's yeah the the pictures i've seen the water almost looks fake yeah like it's like it can't look that good right <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy um have there been any other places that you lived because like um, you said you're from a military yeah california family, so. um i lived out there twice um i really like it out there i love the weather out there the mountains i miss mm -hmm. those it's very flat out here but uh i mean there's there's a lot of beautiful things out here too i just I really like the mountains. What part of California? Uh, first time was Irvine near L.A., and mm -hmm. second time was San Diego, which I liked a lot better. Sweet. But um, when you were growing up, like, what were some of your interests? Like, did you learn to like film at an early age? Were there, like, some other big things you were into? Yeah. Uh, well, we had, um, like I said, I didn't have a whole lot of friends, but we had a wall of movies. Mm -hmm. My dad would just um, record anything off HBO and just like, uh, so I just always pick a new movie and sit there and watch it. So, um, like the first time I saw star Wars, I got to see all three of them. They were all on the same tape. Oh, you know, nice. Just watched them in a row. You That's know? awesome. So. <laughs> uh, so was that like the first major movie you remember seeing? Or? No, actually the first major one. Um, funny. I said star Wars cause the first one I watched before star Wars was Spaceballs. And that was my favorite movie as a kid. Spaceballs is so underrated. Like, yeah. it's my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Like, yeah. a lot of people 
point to Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein History of the World, but I love Spaceballs. Because I remember I didn't see it for the first time until I was in high school. And one of my best friends there... Uh, let me borrow it. And they're like, you've got to watch it. And I kept putting it off and putting it off. And every day he'd be like, have you watched Spaceballs yet? <laughs> no. Dude, you got to watch it. It's hilarious. And then I stayed up late one night and watched it, and it was so funny. Yeah. It was just fantastic. Just the, the, the parodies. Like, Mel Brooks was just such a genius with his movies. Yes. I mean, they're, they're all good, but to me that one really stands out because I grew up a, a sci-fi geek. So. Yeah. But no, his Spaceballs was was great. Right. I, I really hope he makes another movie before he passes. <laughs> He's oh, getting pretty absolutely. up there, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what were some other movies that you liked when you were growing up? Oh, um, yeah, I was trying to think of like the several ones. The ones that pop in my head are Goonies, because I That's watched a good one. that one um, all the time. Like, there were ones that I just would watch all the time, which was Spaceballs, Goonies, um, and zapped because there were boobies, and I was a little kid and just loved that. Zapped, movie. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Really? Oh, it's uh, it was Scott Bayo. Oh, okay. And his buddy from Charles in Charge. Oh, oh okay. That kind of, right, and uh, they were in high school, and Scott Bayo gets telekinesis, and um, his buddy decides that the best way to use these powers is to make girls' shirts pop open. Mm-hmm. Things like that. It was a very crazy <laughs> '80s movie, but as a little kid, I was like, oh, "There are boobies on screen." So yeah, I watched that one. I was one of the ones who just watched all this. <laughs> I mean, what, what else do you need, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, what about uh, some of your favorite films now, like that have come out, say, in like the last few years that you've enjoyed? Um, last few years. Uh, well, right off the bat, the newest one that is Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you love know, that you, movie. You can't absolutely love it. It was great. It was. Yeah, uh, it uh, it really it kind of reminded me of Star Wars yeah. a little bit. It had that same feel to it, where it was just a fun summer movie. Yeah, and I like the the new Star Treks too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually got me into Star Trek. I started watching the originals because uh, I watched the, that from the original movies or the, no, no, the original like oh, the, the, show. the the TV show. Oh, yeah. okay. And then I've watched the movies since then too. The original movies since mm-hmm. then too. Yeah. I've seen all the movies, but. Believe it or not, I've never watched a single episode of the old Star Trek show. Yeah, they're they're really fun to get back into. I mean, like I said, I, I didn't watch them until uh, probably two years ago or whenever the first Star Trek came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're actually pretty fun to watch if you like, you know, not great set designs and just kind of... We're, we're getting started on trying to build something new Yeah, and watching a show. It, it's pretty interesting to watch. Yeah, I... Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's a rumor going around that William Shatner is going to be in the upcoming Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Which I, I think, uh, I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, he says he's been contacted about it, but I think it'd be pretty interesting if he was, because he hasn't been in a Star Trek film since uh, since Kirk died in Generations. Right. But since they did the whole thing where the timeline was changed they could do some kind of time travel story where he just meets up like with an older version of himself. So yeah. I, th- I think that'd be pretty interesting. But um, what did being in a military family, is that what brought you to Pensacola? Yes. Um, my dad got his last transfer out here in 2003 and then they bought a house and uh, he retired out here. So Oh, nice. Yeah. Good place to retire. Yeah. But uh, what, uh, what was it that made you, decide to pursue film as 
like this is what you want to do? Like, was it a certain movie, or what? What exactly was it? Well, um, I really don't know what it was. It was just, um, well, my dad brought home a VCR or a VHS camcorder, mm-hmm. right, and started, you know, videotaping our Christmases and things like that. Right. But um, as soon as I was old enough to get my hands on it, you know, uh, I pretty much commandeered it and started making my own videos using my brother and sister as my actors. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, it was kind of that. Like, I just, I'd watch all movies all the time, so I loved them. And then he brought home this device that could let me make my own. Right. So that was really, I can do this now. I can make mine. And then um, I, I, I got into doing it that way. And then uh, a show came out in the 90s early 90s called movie magic mm-hmm. and they showed like the behind the scenes stuff of like building sets and blowing stuff up and then i really wanted to do that you know so i was like okay well i want to do this and then uh when high school came around i wanted to uh i, I started getting in the makeup aspect of it because that's all you could as far as like what you're going to learn in high school what can get me towards a film goal is like i'm go to the drama department do makeup for the school plays and things like that um and i got interested in just doing horror movie makeup looking at the tom savini stuff and uh subscribe to fangoria magazine where it's all the all the gore and things like that and um you know started making little zombie movies with whoever i could because everybody likes zombie movies <laughs> so are you, are you a big horror movie fan i am yeah what, what are some oh, of your favorites a, uh uh that's a recent one that i had that i can watch all the time too is that cabin in the woods yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things. It's, I, I can rewatch it over and over. It's it's got great comedy and good like horror aspect to it. So it's it's very interesting. Um, but I love the like the old Evil Dead, uh, mm-hmm. the whole trilogy of that. Bruce Campbell is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like uh, I'm a Freddy fan, opposed to Jason or uh, I am too. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, the first, what's funny is the first Freddy movie I saw was Freddy vs. Jason when yeah. it came out in theaters, and then I went back and watched the I, old Elm Street movies. I did the same thing. Yeah. Really? I, I, well, I had seen the first one um, when I was younger, but it scared the crap out of me. Um, and then I watched Freddy vs. Jason and went back and rewatched them all. And then... <laughs> yeah, looking back on it, Freddy vs. Jason seemed more like a comedy yeah. than a horror, because both characters became kind of campy at that point because when you go back and watch the the elms the nightmare on elm streets i've only seen i think the first two friday the 13th but with nightmare the first two or three movies were scary but they were good quality movies and then they just started getting more more funny than scary right it just it happens as you go on and run out of ideas and you're yeah you gotta make more movies yeah (laughs) yeah I haven't seen the Elm Street remake yet, but I, I haven't heard too many good things about it. Yeah, uh, well, it wasn't it wasn't horrible, but they just if my imagination can run wild with like how these dreams can go horrible, you know, just very scary mm-hmm. um, with what they can do with you know digital, um, you know, with CG and things like that. They just really didn't do it you know i don't think i think they could have gone much bigger than they did yeah i I liked who they got to play freddy jackie earl haley because i I really liked him in uh in watchmen and he didn't do a bad job he he did a pretty good freddy you know it's just i don't think there was enough um 
nightmare. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of Elm Street, not enough nightmare. It seems like one of those situations where he was kind of doomed to fail from the start because people love Robert England as Freddy so right. much, and they don't want anybody else yeah. to be Freddy. But likewise with with Jason, you know, it's pretty much just a big guy in a hockey mask. Right. What with that being said, though, you can't always. I mean that that seems like that would be the thing because everybody's going to say that about everything. You know, if it's they have an old one that they like, they've seen before. The new one's not going to be as good, but yeah. and and I said the same thing with um, before I saw Heath Ledger as Joker. I'm right. like, there's no way this guy is going to be Joker. You know, yeah. he just can't do it. And it's like I was way proven wrong. You know, <laughs> he, he he proved a lot of people wrong because yes. I remember when he was first announced, the internet went ballistic. They were yeah. like, you can't get the guy from Brokeback Mountain to be the Joker, and right. then he ends up winning an Oscar for it. And I, I kind of hate to say it, but I really hope uh, Ben Affleck does the same thing. I don't think he's going to, but I couldn't. You know, that'd be awesome because everybody's giving him shit. You know? I, Even we did. Like, I did a podcast myself. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, what's funny is when I first read the announcement, like, I remember it was announced, I think, on like a Monday, like a Monday afternoon or Monday night, and I read it, and I seriously thought it was a joke. Yeah, like there's me, this me this side is you know pulling some kind of prank. This can't be real. And then I just kept reading it on like USA Today and other official websites, and I'm like, huh, this is really happening. But the then, more I think about it, and I this is kind of a bold prediction, but I actually think he's going to be a better Batman than Christian Bale was, because I, I really like the direction they're going with an older Batman fighting a young, inexperienced Superman. Yeah. I think it actually. It may not seem like it evens the fight, but since Batman has so much knowledge and experience now, he'll know how to fight Superman. Right. So, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and he's you know he has years of of acting experience under his belt now. You know he's not he's not the young Ben Affleck. That's, I mean he's not Daredevil anymore. Hopefully, is what. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I actually didn't hate that movie as much as other people did. I mean, I get that it's not great, and since then I've read the comic books, and the comics are great. Yeah. They're really, really good. And I'm really excited about the Netflix series, that, or the, the Daredevil Netflix series right. yeah, that's I mean, coming too. out. Because uh, Daredevil, to me, is kind of like, ironically, the Batman of Marvel, because it's such a dark story. Yeah. But um, I think Bat, uh, Ben Affleck's going to do great is Batman because when they released the first photo of him and uh, the Batmobile I'm like yeah this this is going to work right. I, I really do uh, going back to that first week though of the when you couldn't believe that you thought it was a joke with Batman um, him being Batman it was like wasn't a week later that they said like Justin Bieber was going to be reading for the role of Robin and I'm like oh man this is, is going to be <laughs> the worst thing ever <laughs> Uh, I don't remember hearing that, but it, it doesn't surprise me. And then I remember uh, when Jesse Eisenberg was announced as Lex Luthor, yeah. people were furious about it. Yeah. But I'm... Is he still? Yeah, he, yeah. he is going to be Lex, which I, I'm not sure what to think. It's one of those things where I want to see how he looks, and I want to see how he is in a trailer before I cast yeah. any kind of judgment on him. But I, I, I think he has the potential to be good and it just depends on how they use him and if he's any different than he was you know in the comic book yeah i just hope he's not the real estate land obsessed version that he was in the christopher reeve superman movies (laughs) or in superman returns 
But um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I actually think that uh, I think DC has the potential to somewhat catch up with Marvel, but it all depends on how they handle these next few movies. Cause yeah. I, I don't know if you've heard, but they recently announced that uh, Justice League is going to come out fairly soon like within the that. next couple of years. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're they're doing the opposite of what Marvel did. They're going to introduce as many people as they can. And Batman versus Superman because it's going to have Wonder Woman, it's going to have Aquaman, and Cyborg, and I think a year or two after that is when Justice League comes out. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But I mean, if they do a Justice League movie right, I think it could be better than Avengers because the Justice League just has so many iconic heroes. It could, but they have to do it right. I mean, yeah, by, yeah, by, with the way that they're doing it. Do they have the budget to get their the actors they want to play those parts, or are they just playing? They're just throwing somebody in that costume until they get the right people. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. So we'll we'll just have to see what happens. But yeah. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Though. Yeah. So um, when you was the stuff you worked with uh, worked for on uh, with Carrie was that like the first film related thing you did when you moved to Pensacola? No, uh, when I moved to Pensacola, there was like a month after I got here, there was an article in the paper saying that there's a film festival uh, looking for submissions to come and meet us at, I think it was maybe the Ore House. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went up there, didn't know anybody, and they put me with a group of people that didn't know anybody either. Um, and the first two people, there were four of us uh, set in the group, and the next day the two of them dropped out, so it was left to two of us, and... Um, it was me and this, this older lady and I can't remember her name, unfortunately, but, uh, she got her daughter, her, her friends to, uh, who were like in the video productions class in their high school to come and join us. And we shot a film, um, out at the Gulf Breeze theater. Mm -hmm. And that was the first one I worked on out here. Uh, Oh, okay. Didn't go too well after that. Like, uh, some things fell through the... The, the kids ended up taking all the credit and just like it was that it went sucks. bad so yeah now did you take any like film classes or were you just kind of jump out there and kind of learned on the go um in in california i got to take a video productions class in high school which i loved doing because you got to play every position which is kind of why i think i do what i do in films now kind of just jump into anything is because in that class it's like okay today you're going to be the writer you're going to write your script you're going to produce your movie you're going to direct it you're going to you know yeah uh, you're going to do the lighting for this guy you're going to do sound for this guy you know um so it was you were playing all the roles just for everybody's movie in your class Mm -hmm. and it was it was really kind of cool because all of us got to make our own little movies and we all got to fill a position that we wouldn't normally think about that's on a movie set if you didn't know behind the scenes stuff um, and I did that, and then my first two college classes, uh, this was right before um, we moved, because I was planning on staying in California, and, like, they had everything packed. They were moving out here, and, like, last minute, was, things fell through. I couldn't afford to stay out there anymore, so I had to come out here with them. But I was going to school out there for film, mm-hmm. and I took a, an After Effects class and just a a general film class so i don't even remember what it was called but we got to shoot on eight millimeter film which was really cool nice yeah. um and that it was a cool project because we weren't allowed to do any 
um, post-editing. Everything had to be, okay, cut, move your camera, start again, continue your scene. And um, so I had practiced that with uh, with the, my home camera mm-hmm. like five times before I got that, that one reel of eight millimeters so I could get it right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Going back to what you said about your your class in high school where you kind of rotated positions and learned everything. That's exactly what I did in my first class as well. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't take any film classes. Well, this wasn't even a film class. This was TV production. And, uh, we rotated every position. Like we set up this, this mock talk show on a stage where we had the host and the guest and you rotated every position. So say if you like started as the guest, you would talk for a couple of minutes, then we would rotate then you'd be the host, then you'd do camera three, then camera two, camera one, and then you'd go into the the booth and you would either do sound and then you got to do graphics, directing. So is that to me is it's the awesome. best way yeah. to learn. Yeah, you get to learn everything. Right. That way you can, like you said, hop onto any position. Right. And what it's supposed to do is is let you pick a position that you really like. Yeah. But if it's like me, I just, I like them all. You know, it's like I just want to yeah. be wherever whatever gets the the job done let's put me there I'll get <laughs> yeah it's funny cuz i would when i did that i actually got really nervous when i was the guest and the host cuz i hated being on camera and it's kind of funny now that i'm doing a podcast that i put online so it's funny how that kind of stuff works right. out but uh, what are some current film projects that you are working on well i actually got a couple of them um i am in the process of editing snipe hunt which is a it's a kids movie that i wrote um it's it's a it's a short film like five to or three to five minutes mm-hmm. um but yeah the intended audience is um six to eight year olds because uh uh my sister's kids like to watch my youtube videos and mm-hmm. so i decided you know i want to make one for them that you know just little kids right. would like to watch that's so. cool so that's that's what i'm editing right now um the one that i was just in i acted in this is my first like big my biggest role i've done um, is called Drag Pyres, um, <laughs> directed directed by Paul Sinar and uh, written by Colleen Sinar. Um, and me and her just got finished editing that one, and it just got accepted into Pensacon. So oh sweet, yeah, that's coming. awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. So and we were talking about this just before we started recording because I was looking at uh, Colleen's production page, right, and like. What in the world are they doing in drag? Right. Yes. Um, Colleen likes to make her nightmares into movies. Mm-hmm. And she had one of these nightmares where these drag queens and they had um, her captured. And then they ended up turning into vampires and killing everybody. And <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So we made a... Th- we made a comedy off of it. And, you know, <laughs> and I think it's actually... It actually... It's going to be... I think it's going to be well-received. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that. I'll have to uh, I'll have to make sure and check that out at Pensacon. That, that'll be fun. Yeah, it, it's interesting how she turns her nightmares into these, you know, good story films. Because I know she did one called uh, Lost Souls. Yes, that was based off a nightmare she had. Right. So and I had uh, and I was the director of photography on that one. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yes, because I've interviewed pretty much the entire main cast of that and they were all explaining you know how fun it was and all that kind of stuff so that's that's really cool and uh that's an upcoming project we're going to go back and re-edit that Mm -hmm. um on on drag pyres both me and colleen 
learned a lot uh, about editing that we didn't before because both of us are pretty novice editors. Uh, I'm a cutter, you know. Mm-hmm. I will cut the piece together, but as far as um, putting cool effects in there, I'm not great at it. I did take the After Effects class, but I'm not perfect. After, at it. after <laughs> Effects can be a beast. Yes. Yeah. But um, what about some future projects, like maybe in something that you may, might have in the works? Uh, in the works, um, we were, I was just talking to my film group about this uh, last night or the night before. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a break for the holidays. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have a music video and a couple short skits that we're going to have coming out uh, starting January. I think we're going to start filming. Oh, okay. So, what kind of music video? Um, it's called... a. I think it's going to be called like Sea Shanty. It's uh, it's not my project. It's actually Austin Herman's and Matt Wilkins. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one that they're uh, they got all their ideas just on paper right now, trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds really funny. Yeah, I, I've interviewed them before, and I've talked with both of them several times. They're they're pretty cool guys. Yeah. yeah. It is back to what I was saying at the beginning. It's crazy. You don't know who you'll meet through those. Uh, those meet and greets because right. I went to the one where I met you and then call, uh, Carrie had one in Mobile a couple of months later and that was uh, actually when that meet and greet happened was right after I started doing this podcast and that's where I got my first few guests so yeah. it, it's kind of funny how I went to these meet and greets just as a film guy and now I'm been going as like the podcast guys so hey it works though right I mean, yeah that is true roll with it you know? yeah and i mean I, it's it's helped me get involved with a few projects whether it be film or tv related so right you, you never really know where those kind of things will take you so yeah if uh if you're into film and you ever hear of a meet and greet that happens anytime soon then definitely go Yes. You, yeah. Um, if you have any interest in it, just please come out because meeting people, it's that's you know, it's kind of what they say. It's not who, it's not what you know, it's who you know, mm-hmm. and that's not always the case. But it is nice to know people that are also interested in the same. Oh, absolutely. Same things you are. You know. I, I don't know how you are with those kind of things, but the first one that I went to and Carrie said everybody mingle. I mean, she didn't phrase it exactly like that, but it's kind of what the situation yes. was. I was petrified because I, until recently I've dealt with like major social anxiety issues and I just kind of stood there and did nothing for like the first 20 minutes or so. And then, uh, I met Adele Palfrey from the actor factor and she kind of took pity on me and (laughs) talked with me for like an hour or so. And then went around and I, I eventually, I think I talked to you, uh, Carrie and, Somebody else, I can't remember who. It, it wasn't Austin or Matt, because they were there, but I didn't talk with them until Pensacon, because yeah. I worked on the film crew with them. But it's it's crazy who you'll meet. Yeah. And with that anxiety thing, me too, I am a very high social anxiety. That's why I, I like, I'll stay in my house, just leave the rest of the world alone. Just, stay, just leave me alone in my house. <laughs> I'm, you know? I'm the same so, way. <laughs> I understand that. I, I'd actually like to, um, I want to get back into podcasting. Um, the one we had going, we had it was constantly awful podcast. Const- uh, I, I like that title. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, me and my buddy Phil, he was Phil awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, what? What kind of podcast did you guys do? You just talk movies? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we talked about um, 
we recasted Batman. Who we want? Who do we want as Batman? And um, uh, I think I only have two or three episodes on there. One of them is uh, my roommate slash cousin Sean um, talking about how horrible of a driver he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know it was just supposed to be a random podcast because we get into these great conversations when like the three of us are just hanging around. And it's kind of like the Kevin Smith conversations. You know, it's just him talking to his friends. Yeah. But we never record it. And it's like, we need to start recording these because they're actually, like, sometimes we are like, you know, it's side-splitting, tearing, yeah. just laughing so hard. And I think other people would find it funny too. But it's the only time I really open up and talk normally because right. I am a very quiet per- person. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, well, one one thing you might be interested in, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but there's another show that I do uh, called The Nerd Cave that I did like way before I started doing this podcast. It's got me and two friends of mine that I've known since one since high school, the other for like the last five or six years, and we'll we'll discuss like the pop culture news, and if we watch a movie that we think is interesting, we'll review it or that, or we'll just you know shoot the breeze yeah. most of the time, but. Yeah, the, if you if you like podcasts, I would recommend checking it out. I mean, it's shameless plugging, but I, I think you would like it. But I, I'll have to. Are those? Who do you have guests come on there? Um, every now and then, like whenever we go to conventions, we'll have guests on. But yeah. usually, it's just three of us yeah. talking. Yeah, I, I haven't listened to that one yet, but you had them on this podcast, and I heard that one. So that would uh, <laughs> I, I kind of did that as parody. Yeah, because uh, from the beginning. Uh, Zach, my one of my co-hosts, was like, you know, you should have me and Willis on uh, your show. And I'm like, you know what? If I can make it to 25 episodes, then I'll do it. And right. I made it to 25 episodes, and we did it. So There you go. Yeah, there you go. So are, <laughs> is your podcast still online? It is still online. Um, I'll, have, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, review, it, I'll I mean, review it during the intro to this. In, it's not set up a podcast really um, – it's not set up very well at all. It's just kind of like hit and record. Um, half of it, I think, is in the car. Half of it's we're playing pool, so you hear pool balls being knocked around. It's not like set up like that, this. Is. That actually could be pretty interesting, yeah. though. Like one of the podcasts I listened to, uh, the guy hosting it literally ran his errands <laughs> while doing the podcast. Right. Yeah, I actually, um, I started, I, I stopped doing it, but I started recording myself in the car just because, like, in the car you can. Is like you can just be you. Nobody's around listening to you. You know, you can yeah. sing to the music, or you can just do weird things. One of the things I do um, is I, I practice like character voices. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I don't think I'm a good impressionist, but I I impersonate people's impersonations. Like if if I was gonna do you know, um, Sean Connery, it's not Sean Connery I'm doing. It's Daryl Hannah or Daryl Hammond doing mm-hmm. Sean Connery you know what I mean it's like it's it's not even a good impersonation it's it's so it's just weird stuff but um I did that since I was a little kid too uh one of the videos that I had was a Howie Mandel um stand-up mm-hmm. and he came out there and he's doing all these you know gross adult jokes <laughs> gross adult you know just adult humor right but I'm loving it as a kid anyway but and then he just breaks into his Bobby voice and I go crazy, like, what? <laughs> he can do this, you know, he can, and so I wanted to, like, I really wanted to do that voice. I'm like, I, that's awesome. This guy can just change his voice completely and do this. Yeah. Like, my, my name is Bobby. You know, kind of voice. <laughs> <coughs> and I used to be able to do it a lot better, but um, 
But yeah, since I had my tonsils out, I can't get mm-hmm. quite there anymore. But yeah, I just do little crazy voices in my car. <laughs> I didn't even know that he did adult humor. Oh yeah. It was, was what's funny is uh, I I was a big Robin Williams fan. Well, still am, but. Uh, you remember him as the genie from Aladdin, and then he did Flubber and other family movies. And then when I was in high school, I got XM Radio, and I turned it to the comedy station, and mm-hmm. I saw Robin Williams' name. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I hear like three or four curse words in like the first 15 seconds, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And then Bob <laughs> Saget was even worse. Right. I saw his too. Yeah. Like, that's the dad from Full House. He's not supposed <laughs> to talk like that. <laughs> And then his roast aired on TV, and what little innocence he had of his image in my mind was just completely wiped away. Right. But I don't know, his his roast was one of the best. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched the Comedy I do. Central I do. roast, I love but they're them. they're great. Yes. The, his was really funny. Yeah. the The Shatner one's probably my all time favorite. I just did like that one too. And they just got so many great people. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was it was fantastic. I haven't watched the last couple of ones they've done, but. The like the Shatner one's great. Uh, Bob Saget's really good. The last one I watched was Roseanne Barr, I think. Yeah, I remember seeing that one. I don't remember much from it, but I do remember watching it. Yeah. The David Hasselhoff one was pretty good too. I didn't see that one. Oh, that was. You know how they always have the the one panelist that will get ripped as much as the person that's supposed right, to get roasted. Right. For that one, it was easily Hulk Hogan. <laughs> People like he caught so much hell. Yeah. And that, and usually, like if Andy Dick's there, you can count on it being him, right? Or Jeffrey Ross. Jeffrey Ross, yeah. yeah. But no, the roasts are roasts are pretty fantastic. Yeah. And uh, last question. This is kind of random, but the shirt you're wearing has a tank, and it says "Crew" on it. it what's, does. what's that? I was for? supposed to bring that up. Too. Well, not supposed to. I just wanted to bring that up too. Um, uh, November 11th, our Dane Fury's coming out. Um, it's an asylum film that I got to work on. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So uh, the Brad Pitt Fury movie is coming out. So mm-hmm. this is the mockbuster of that. It's our oh, okay. Fury, you know. So it's it's interesting. We shot it up in Florala. Um, I was a grip on there, so did some lighting. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't appreciate good lighting until you actually, like, you set it up and then you see it. Because yes. to me, lighting can just make a bland scene looks so much better right it's pretty fantastic but that that comes out on november 11th yes sweet so everyone check that out yeah all right bob well thank you very much for coming on the show this was a blast thank you i i had a lot of fun and that does it for this week's episode of the Derek diamond experience once again i would like to thank mr bob constance for coming on for that really fun conversation And next week, we will continue our look into the world of film and acting with local actor Stephen Harwick. So you'll definitely want to tune in for that one. And don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter at DDiamondExp, like us on Facebook at The Derek Diamond Experience, and you can follow me personally on Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. And that'll do it. See you guys next week on Thursday, October 30th.